Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, and yes, I am back uh, in studio, looking forward to taking your calls and your questions, praying together, seeking God together uh, here on Calvary Live, whether you're listening uh, live on Grace FM or out on Hope FM or any of the other stations that are picking up our program. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're so grateful to be a small part of your lives. Uh, and it has been a while since I've been hosting, so it's good to be back. I was away teaching at a missions conference. <clears throat> Calvary Chapel owns a castle in Austria, and they gather together European missionaries uh, for a week of encouragement. It's, it's sort of like a a large family camp for the various ministries uh, throughout Europe, and I was invited to teach, and I was invited to encourage the missionaries. Uh, I didn't know anyone before I went there, uh, and so that's always a challenge. Um, um, Many times I've been invited to go to a particular place, and I do have some relationships there already, but in this particular instance, I had never been to Austria, and I've never been to uh, connect with any of the missionaries. Now, with the exception of one, Bob Claycamp is a pastor that we've been supporting in Exeter, England for a long time, uh, which was great. But man, it was such an encouraging time. I, I know that the Lord sent me uh, to be used to encourage, but man, they they encouraged me. Um, I know we have difficulties here in our church family. Um, you know, today, uh, through all our meetings, you know, we're we're trying to sort out all the difficulties and we're trying to sort out all the the issues uh, that need attention, and and it's good that we do that. And I know many churches have staff meetings and things to sort those things out. But man, some of the some of the issues that we're facing pale in comparison to the issues being faced by missionaries in a foreign country. Uh, and we can't forget our missionaries, um, and I hope that we don't. Neither can we stop sending people into the world. The Bible, I know there's a move today in missions to talk about local missions, local missions. And um, I was reading an article not too long ago that even uh, stated, you know, why would we spend all that money to send somebody to go do a project at a mission? uh, And and we could use all that money to do ministry here in the States. Uh, And and I, I think that the premise of that statement is actually false so that everything after that is false, because I don't think it's either or, not according to the Bible. Uh, the Bible, if you're asking a question, maybe you're ask, maybe you're on the missions board or you're a pastor, and you're asking the question, um, well, what do we do? We only have X amount of dollars, uh, X amount of time, X amount of resources. Uh, what do we do? Do we focus locally uh, or do we focus uh, globally? Well, I don't think it's either or. I think it's both. And I think as you pray, God will give you the, the emphasis of what to do 
uh, with the resources he's been given to you and where to send it. It's not either or, it's both. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, Jesus said. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And so there's local missions, Jerusalem. There's Judea, Samaria. That, that would be, you know, for like, for example, uh, for us, our Jerusalem is Aurora, Colorado. That's our Jerusalem. We want to be faithful here. Um, we want to support church plants here. We want to do local missions here. I mean, uh, Aurora has a large immigrant population. For some reason, when they land into the Denver area, Aurora picks up a lot of the immigrant kids um, that come from different countries. We want to be faithful here, and then we want to be faithful in Judea, Samaria, throughout the state of Colorado. <clears throat> Grace FM is a big part of our mission outreach that's reaching many more cities than just Aurora. Uh, and then we want to be faithful in the United States and to minister to other churches in other states in the United States, but then also to the end of the earth. Uh, we can't just abandon world missions. Uh, and so uh, I think you should do it all. And so being out with the missionaries uh, and giving opportunity for a couple brothers to come and share here at Calvary Aurora, it's really awesome. We get to be a part of it's just always reminding us that the church is bigger than the little corner that we have here. Um, and that as other pastors come in to teach, whether it's guys on, on our team here locally or somebody comes in from out of state, that the, the Word of God goes forth in a variety of personalities, in a variety of vessels, and we all get to glory together in the work that God is doing. <clears throat> so give me a call, 303. Uh, I have forgotten the phone number. 303 uh, oh, it's right here in front of me. <laughs> 690-3000. Uh, if you want to text me, 720-336-0897. Maybe you want to call and tell us what your church does for missions. I'd love to hear it. Uh, we have the privilege this weekend of ordaining our missionary to Zaporozhia, Ukraine. Byron Johnson and his wife Emily will be with us this weekend, and we're going to lay—it's not very often that we ordain a man into the ministry, um, and so this weekend is special, special, special as we lay hands on Pastor Byron for the work that God has called him to do. The evidence of God's hand upon his life is clear and steadfast, and, and so he is here. He's going to give an update, or he actually only gave an update while I was gone. He gave an update on Wednesday, taught the Word of God on Wednesday night, and has been traveling around to various churches. Uh, if you support Brian, Byron and Emily, uh, thank you. If you have a heart for Ukraine uh, and you are looking for a missionary to support, these are the ones, Byron and Emily. And Pastor Byron would love to hear from you. Just call the church here at Calvary Aurora, and uh, they'll connect you. 303-690-3000. I see the phone lines are ringing now. Praise the Lord for that. 303-690-3000. Uh, text me if you like. We fill the time when there aren't calls here um, with texts. 720-336-0897. And just waiting for your calls. Uh, here is a text that says, Pastor Ed, thank you for the encouragement you brought to the missionaries. It strengthened me when you shared. Well, you're welcome. Um, and, and let me just speak to a moment, Lynn, about churches where their pastors 
go to support uh, missions because sometimes there's a little bit of angst or maybe even frustration of, and I'll share this with our church this weekend, but uh, for the sake of those listening in right now, you know, I wasn't here. Um, I was in a different country uh, and I wasn't on vacation for the first week. I did take a couple of extra days after that, um, but I wasn't on vacation. I was serving. I was ministering the gospel. I was uh, jet lagging and and uh, anyone that knows me knows that the food changes and everything is always a challenge for me. But um, when I'm gone, that means I'm not here because I can only be in one place at one time. And and sometimes people go, you know, well, Ed, you're gone so much or you're out. Uh, you're not here teaching us and and you should be here teaching us. And and, and I agree. I'm the pastor of the church. I'm going to be here. I'm going to shepherd the flock of God uh, that's among me and uh, that, I, that God has entrusted to me. But I'm also going to be obedient to these open doors uh, that God has given to me uh, in going to visit. Like this year, we did a first, Pastor JJ and I, at at almost the last minute, we scheduled a trip to Thailand to go encourage our missionaries there. No team, no nothing. We just went um, to uh, encourage the work there and to see it for myself and and to um, strengthen the brethren uh, because um, it was... It was important. Uh, I believe that it's been modeled uh, by the church, uh, by Paul, as he would go out and he would go from church to church to encourage them. Uh, and and so that does mean that I'm absent from the pulpit here, but thank God for the godly men that serve here. Thank God for the men that I have relationships with, that they get to come and encourage the church here. Thank God for Byron and Emily that are back from their mission, that they could fill the pulpit. And and so I, I just think that there's a paradigm shift uh, going on for us to realize that if you're pastor, and I'm not the only one that travels, you know, sometimes the guys are leading trips. We just went to Mexico. They, we just went to Ireland, uh, and I didn't go. Other pastors went, and, and yet I was just teaching the school ministry uh, recently that we is the language of ministry. We, remember that. We is the language of ministry. So that this, so what that means is this. When I do something for the Lord in, in, on behalf of our fellowship family, we did it as a church family. Or when uh, someone, uh, another pastor visits you in the hospital, we visited you in the hospital. Really, we, in, com- in connection, it doesn't start with the church. It actually is we. Jesus sent us. Remember, Jesus taught that uh, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, do you remember that? It's in Matthew chapter 10. He who receives you, receives me. He who receives me, receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. And so we is the message of ministry. It's our connection to Jesus Christ as he has sent us. And it's our connection in our local body of Christ, for instance, Calvary Aurora. And then it's also our connection with the broader body of Christ, the Baptists, the Nazarenes, the independent churches, uh, all the various fellowships that name the name of Jesus Christ and believe in the one and true God, you know, the true churches that are part of the body of Christ. It's we, 
And so it's not just one pastor that does the work of the ministry. We do the work of the ministry. For example, I'm doing this show right now. I'm hosting it. But Frank's producing it. Kevin's doing all kinds of work behind the scenes to make sure it's all in order. And then there's there's uh, all kinds of programming and all kinds of things. Like, it's a we. It's we get to do this. And and I just thought, man, that's so encouraging. But it's good to be back, and, and I'm grateful to be used. I wasn't sure how God would use me there, but I was used. And, man, I'm so uh, in, encouraged by that. 303-690-3000. Lines are full, so let's go right to them. And we're going to pick up with our friend, uh, Bianca. She's calling in from Aurora, Colorado, and she has a word of exhortation. So let's hear it, sister. Well, uh, how are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm doing great. Well, I have a word of exhortation for someone I don't know if maybe you just found this station or maybe you've been listening to the, this station for a while, or but I sense from the Holy Spirit that that you're hiding some sin, and I don't know what it is, but I just pray that that you just give whatever it is to the Lord, because I don't know if maybe you think that no one notices or that or that maybe somehow you can get away with it. But whatever it is, we all know that the Bible says that your sin will find you mm. out. So if that's you, look, I don't, I'm not saying this to judge you or anything like that, but the Lord loves you and he wants you to come clean. So if that's you, I don't even need to know who you are, but just respond to the Lord and and give that area of your life to Him, because your life matters. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to do a couple things here. First of all, I'm going to share a scripture uh, that comes alongside of your exhortation. I was just mm-hmm. looking at this yesterday, uh, because I'm st- I'm I'm just doing a study in Hebrews 4 for our church. And Hebrews 4.13 says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And I believe that substantiates uh, your word. It was fresh on my mind because I was looking at it all day yesterday. And... And then I'm going to do two. Th- I'm going to do a second thing, Bianca, and that is, you know, at our afterglows, there are those times where a strong word is given, and then I'll just ask, "Was that for someone here?" And yeah. I just feel like I need to ask if if that word was for you, and you want to come clean uh, in an open way. And again, we're not going to get all the details, and yeah. um, nothing. I don't want, it, but you can no call details. the show, and you can respond to this word if it was for you. And and I will re- I'll, I'll facilitate helping you to um, to grow through what the Lord wants to do in your life. Okay, so you can call in response to the word that that God has given through um, that God has given through Bianca, because my spirit bears witness with her spirit that that was a word that needed to go out. 
Yeah, I believe so, too. Okay. Well, I hope they call on the show. Yeah, all right. I'll keep listening. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Huh, so check this out. My assistant just walked in. Cassandra handed me a postcard, um, and it's exactly what I was just talking about. It's from the it's from uh, from the castle in Austria, and it says, "Dear Calvary Aurora." So it's to the church. So I'll read it to the church this weekend. Thank you so much for sending Pastor Ed and his family over to encourage us missionaries. He was special to have him. It was special to have him here among us. And I just want to let you all know that he was a blessing to us. Thanks for sharing your pastor with us. Like she just literally handed it to me. And we haven't even been back for, you know, since Thursday we got back. So um, thank you, brother, uh, for sharing this. And thank you for walking uh, walking it in, Cassandra. May the Lord bless the people of Denver through the ministry here. <laughs> wow. Um I have to say, you know, that maybe this is for some pastors out there, but I was a little intimidated going uh, to a new place uh, to a group of people that I didn't know, and I just wasn't sure how the Lord would use me. And so I I went with five studies that I had prepared and had them all open. And fortunately, I was teaching the second day, so I could be there to meet people the first couple days. We got there a little early to deal with jet lag and try to be awake for when everyone arrived and um um you know it was it was really good and i think the lord used me and i'm grateful for even a little postcard like this 303-690-3000 let's get back to the phone lines uh jimmy from frederick jimmy welcome to the program yeah hi um, i was calling in for a friend um that i okay uh, been talking to and uh-huh. he we we just have our differences as far as like uh christianity goes and whatnot even christ okay and uh he he said that he's been through the church he was raised a catholic and also um but he converted from a catholic went to christianity said he did all the saving stuff he calls it and all the you know uh, baptism and things like that, but he has a whole different perspective now about everything and saying that pretty much Christ is a liar and there's got to be other gods. He believes in other dimensions and stuff like that and just really odd stuff. Um, so I don't know what type of person you would call that that has done that, and they kind of just want to believe in Buddha and things like that, you know, so... I had a little bit of a hard time trying to speak to him, but he just didn't want to listen about it. Well, that's not that's not to surprise us, even though uh, it does discourage us. Uh, it it's mm-hmm. not surprising, you know. The Bible talks about um, the suppressing of the truth in unrighteousness. That there are people who willingly um, they willingly refuse to believe uh, the, the truth. They willingly suppress the truth in unrighteousness. I'm trying to find it. It's in Romans. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Hmm. Yeah, one other thing, too, is he says, well, my son is gay, Okay. but I love my son. And if there's another God that loves that, I don't see what's wrong with that. And 
it just I'm trying I'm really trying to help him. Well, to me, I, um, I think that I would. So, so let's just walk through a couple things. One, um, let's go through the first one in Romans chapter one, verse okay. eighteen. It says that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. And so your, your friend knows the truth, he just chooses not to believe it. Um, it would be the same as if you know, you're at I-25. Uh, for you guys listening outside of Colorado, I-25 is the main north-south highway in Colorado, sure. so you can choose the north-south highway in your town, and it's busy mm-hmm. with traffic, and you're standing at the edge of the road saying, don't cross the road, don't do it, it's busy, uh, it, you won't get across as fast as you can, as fast as you think you will, and there's a great danger. And your friend says, "I don't want to listen to you," and they go do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. That that is the that is the mass decision of so many as it relates to God, and so it shouldn't surprise us that your friend is making these kind of choices. Uh, number well, two, he said he was saved. So does he? He said, "Well, I might." Does that mean that Christ is gonna? forget about me then, you know, and, uh, well, you know, here's the thing. Like, I'm all confused with all that. When a person says, all these other religions. well, let's, when a person says they're saved, uh, like the, like your friend, your friend has a mm-hmm. different definition of saved than God does. So mm-hmm. it's easy for him to say is saved, but saved people reflect the characteristics of Jesus Christ. Saved people mm-hmm. express faith in Jesus Christ. Saved people mm-hmm repent of their sins, and live according to what the Word of God says, not their own decisions. So as you measure those things, I'm not the judge of your friend. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. grateful I'm not God the judge. But from his, mm-hmm. from what you've described, he doesn't sound mm-hmm. like he's saved as the Bible declares being born again. Uh, and he says, oh, I've read the Bible several times. I don't need to know. I've read, been, been all through the baloney, and sure. this man says this, and... You know, sure, because I, he's going to... He just kind of... I guess that's why Paul had said he reasoned with certain people. Is that correct? Or? Well, he's going to push you away because you're saying things he doesn't agree with. And so mm-hmm. reading a Bible doesn't save you. Going to church doesn't save you. Uh, mm-hmm. Singing Christian songs doesn't save you. Being in the Roman Catholic Church doesn't save you. Only mm-hmm. Jesus Christ saves. Unless a man is born again... He will not see the kingdom of God, Jesus said. So faith in Jesus Christ will change a person because God has already changed them on the inside. And it's not because of our works and not because of our good deeds, but because of the good finished work of Jesus Christ that person is saved. And so... Yeah, one one thing that's strange is he says that his son is happy with what's going on in life and what he believes and things like that. He says... If he's happy, why not let him be happy and do what he chooses to do? And I says, well, it's not. It doesn't work that way. And well, let, says, let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that because okay. I would, I would not, I would not discourage a dad from loving his son, even though his son sure. is doing bad things. So I would agree with him. I would sure. find as many things yeah. as I could agree with this brother on. So you know, when he says mm-hmm. my son is in the homosexual left lifestyle and and I love him, mm-hmm. um, I would mm-hmm. say. Well, it's a good thing for a dad to love his son. Huh. Did you know that God loves him too? The Bible mm-hmm. says that God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And out of sure, the I love of God, that mm-hmm. 
son that's involved, whether it's homosexuality or, you know, my son's a bank robber and I love him. Well, it's a good thing you love your son or my son's a thief or a drug addict and I love him. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want you to love. And so walking him down a path where the Bible is appropriately applied is, is, is very important because we want to encourage someone to parent their children the way that God desires. And so, you, you know, the, he's in a dilemma. He's in a dilemma because in that behavior that his son has chosen, he, he has to choose to love his son, even though he doesn't necessarily agree with the son's behavior. But that doesn't have anything to do with his salvation. Um, the Bible says that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You can't get around the Bible. And, sure. and so my feeling, so, so I say all this to say, it's not, you and I aren't talking to him right now. And so I say all this to say is number one, remember that there are some people that just like to suppress the truth. Number two, remember that some people sow the seed, some people water, but only God gives the increase. So keep loving on this friend, keep sharing the truth with him, keep affirming the truth of God's word to him. And then thirdly, be careful when things are thrown out to try to trip you up. Uh, because somehow he wants you to say, well, God hates his son. Well, God doesn't hate his son. And somehow he wants you to say, well, the church hates my... No, we don't hate it. I, we, we actually don't hate him at all. Yeah, he because, was blaming, he's getting pretty upset. You know, he's kind of like yelling at me and stuff. And I was trying to, you know, I was like, you know, he was just getting really mad about it. Like, yeah, you know, I, know. I don't understand God and why would he do that? He's a great dumb and why... Did this happen, and I'm, he's like, I'm just having a horrible life right now, and I'm not happy, and you know, and I, I just, we kind of just started talking about it, and I just told him how Christ has done a lot for me in my life. Yes, yes, for me too. And, but my life has been hard too. You know, mm-hmm. I've experienced. I told him it wasn't easy. He said in the Bible. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know all this stuff. I've heard this stuff before, but I believe there's other dimensions. I have the spirit with the world, and nature and stuff like that it's just really odd stuff and i don't know what he got involved in but it's just you know i know the bible says something about don't i don't know if that means like hang out with people that are unequally yoked or yeah it's, it, it doesn't sound like you being a friend to him and t- sharing the gospel and walking with them that's not what the bible is referring to uh it really oh, is okay. like living the lifestyle and you know partying with them that kind of thing um, oh, okay. You know, and it might just be, it might, it might be time to back off a little bit because you have shared the truth with him and you have mm-hmm. shared the love of God and maybe take a different approach and, um, maybe just ask if you could pray for him or, um, trying to, okay. trying to stay available to him. Definitely don't cut off the friendship because I mean, if you cut off the okay. friendship, what other believers does he have in his life? Um, sure. but at the same time, you know, be, be selective, be careful, Wait for the timing okay. of God. Don't definitely do not do not compromise the truth. Um, but I, I I do believe you're making more of a difference in his life um, than you realize because anybody that responds like you know people that get all mad and start yelling and they're closer sure, than we yeah. think because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's fighting against sure. the truth. Um, mm-hmm. You're you're taking the brunt of it, but but he's really fighting against the truth and and I know that you're making a difference in his life. So. So stay strong yeah. in the grace of the Lord. Yeah, so I would just like a prayer request for him. His name's Andy. Well, let's pray right now because we're just, coming up on the break. So, Father, we pray for Andy and, and uh, you know, life circumstances have discouraged him. And, 
and all these different experiences have given him a confused view of you, God. And so I just ask that you would minister to him, Lord, that you would grow um, his relationship with Jimmy and, and that as the seeds of the gospel would be planted, that you would grant him the conviction to be saved, that he might be born again. And one day he'll be calling, and he'll be calling the show, sharing his testimony with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey, we're going to come up on the break, but Mona is on line one. She's going to be the first one we take um, because she is responding to the word that Bianca gave. So we'll be right back. This is Ed Taylor and Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado, and I'm back from my trip. I taught at a missions conference at a castle in Austria. Calvary Chapel owns a castle and uses it to invite the European missionaries and many, many more, but this one was a European missionary uh, conference. It was more like a family camp as many of the missionaries don't get to see each other and their kids don't get to see each other but once or twice a year. So they come and spend a week at the castle and all the food's provided and they sleep on the property there and wake up together and hang out together, go swimming together, study the Bible together, and just over, overall encourage one another in the Lord and in the call of missions, which is very, very difficult. And uh, I was just talking about how um, I know that when I'm, at a, if I'm teaching at another church or I'm teaching at a conference, that our church here uh, doesn't doesn't have me here, and there's always a, there's a guest that fills in. Sometimes the response is, "Wait a minute, Ed. You know why aren't you here? And you've been traveling a lot, or you're not." But but God has arranged it in such a way where, uh, as I'm able to go to a conference and as I'm able to teach at another church, for example, I was just at uh, Whitefields Community Church with Pastor Nick Cady. He's been asking me for like five years to come up and teach. And I haven't been able to do it until this Sunday. So just this last Sunday, uh, because we had Ken Ham here, um, I had an open Sunday. And I was a little jet lagged. So you guys at Whitefields, I'm sorry uh, that I was a little jet lagged. But praise God, we were able to be together. And God is doing amazing things at Whitefields Community Church. So, you know, if you're in the Longmont area, it's a great church to visit. Uh, and, and, And I had the privilege of teaching there. And while I was there, Ken Ham was here. Uh, and I was just so encouraged, and you know, and I was I was sharing this principle. I just shared it with our school of ministry last week, and I, I shared this ministry principle. We is the language of ministry. We and our, so that you know, because not one man can't do everything, but we are the body of Christ. So we are there on behalf of Jesus. We are on be- there on behalf of our local church family. We are there on behalf of the body of Christ. And and so when I go to um, teach at a church, our church is investing in that church. And yeah, it might mean that you have a guest teacher here, but you're investing in the work. And I'll be sharing a little bit about this uh, this weekend, but 
The big thing this weekend I shared in the first half is Pastor Byron Johnson's going to be ordained. We're laying hands on Byron. He's been in Ukraine for five years now, and he's been pastoring in Zaporozhye for a couple years. And we as a church and a leadership and elders are recognizing the gift of pastor-teacher in his life and are ordaining him into the ministry. What an honor. And before he and Emily go back to Zaporozhye, Ukraine, and we're just talking about supporting the missionaries, how important it is. Paul went back to encourage the churches, uh, and that's just something that we've picked up on as a church here. We don't want to forget our missionaries. And then wouldn't you know it, just as I'm uh, finishing up that thought, I see my assistant Cassandra walking into the studio and handing a postcard to Frank and then ended up handing it to me. On the front is a picture of part of the castle from Schloss Heroldeck, Milstadt, Austria, on the back is a note, and it's a note to the church. I'm going to read to the church this weekend. Dear Calvary Aurora, thank you so much for sending Pastor Ed and his family over to encourage us missionaries. He was very, really special to have him here among us, and I just want to let you all know that he was a blessing to us all. Thanks for sharing your pastor with us. And it was just like, the Lord is just moving in the Spirit on the radio today because we also had the first call of the day was a word of exhortation from uh, Bianca with a scripture backed up by me and a call for someone to say, well, if that was you and that word was for you, call us. And I'm going to go to line one from Mona in Denver. Mona, welcome to the program. Oh, no. Is Mona not here with us? She was here with us. Well, Mona... You are responding to the word from Bianca, and I'm sorry you didn't make it on the air, but maybe you could call back, okay? 303-690-3000. Anyway, I wanted to show that the Holy Spirit's moving Bianca, and Mona said that the Bianca's word was for her, and so whether we get to hear it or not, it's okay. It's between her and the Lord, but I just want you to know that God used you, Bianca. It was a true word, and God had that for a woman named Mona. We're going to move on to line number three, is Shauna in Greeley, Colorado. Shauna, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Hi, great. Good, awesome, me too. What's <laughs> I up? got a quick question to you about baptism. Um, I know Catholic churches uh, will baptize an infant um, at any age, and I know that the Mormon churches um, believe that baptism should happen up the, after the age of eight, and that if you baptize a child before the age of eight, that it's considered mockery before God. But what if that child had in fact, committed a sin like stealing, and you know what I mean? Would that, would that nullate the action? No, baptism isn't for, uh, isn't for the purposes of neg- taking away a sinful action or washing away, uh, you know, the idea, the picture of washing away sins is simply just a picture because in baptism, a believer, so we believe, number one, the Bible teaches believer's baptism, And in water baptism, a believer identifies with Jesus Christ, according to Romans, and they go into the waters of death, they go under the waters buried with Christ, and they come up out of the water uh, to uh, identify with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the sin issue in their life is actually dealt with by the blood of Jesus Christ, not by water baptism. So the the Mormons have it completely wrong. Um, because they don't even understand Jesus correctly. And the Roman Catholics have it wrong because baptizing children is nowhere taught in the Bible. 
uh, babies, yeah. infants. Yeah. It's it's nowhere in the Bible. I know that there is some kind of adjustment even within the Reformed theology of of trying to tie water baptism to the Old Covenant, but we don't live under the Old Covenant. We live under the New Covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and so water baptism is for a believer. And so we, we say here that um, with a believer and parents, you know, we want we want parents to uh, affirm the reality of their children's um, uh, baptism, you know, and their their belief um, in Jesus Christ. We we want them to be able to tell us um, because we trust them as the parents. Okay, okay. And then I have another question for you too. I I, I only thought of it just because one of the other callers made me think about it, um, but. Um, you know, the Bible and Jesus and everybody, you know, they, te- they teach in parables, obviously. Um, it's, you know, what Jesus is known most for, right? Yes. Is parables. So wouldn't um, things like other religions and other environments, since certain groups of people are products in their environment, do you think God designed those stories of those religions as parables so then that way he could communicate the same aspect of God and what's right and wrong in a different way for them to understand? No, I don't. I believe that those are man-made replacements for the one true God, and they immediately, they're, they're not parables at all, because remember a, a parable, especially in the mouth of Jesus Christ, was a story cast alongside a truth. And so the, it, a parable is always rooted in truth. And as you look around at the various religions and the various religion stories around the world, they're not rooted in truth. They're rooted in falsehood and a misconception of who God is and who God has revealed himself. Listen to what the Bible says. Uh, In Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says this, uh, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he's appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. And so the truth is rooted in not just what's said, but in a person, in the person of Jesus Christ, who is God in human flesh. So no, I don't think that, I don't think those stories at all are set to lead a person to Christ. As a matter of fact, they're set to lead a person away from Christ uh, because they've been invented by man so that men might follow men. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your Great questions. Thank you. Yeah, thank you too. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. We're going to go right on to Jin, no, uh, Crystal in Westminster. Crystal, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Hi. Hi there. Um, I'm calling in. Um, I'm in a marriage in which I'm mentally and verbally abused. Okay. And I've now been living with my sister and her family for just this past week. Um, this is the third time that I've left the home. Uh, just because I felt unsafe. And then in the past, when I go back and we talk about things and we go to counselors, you know, it, it tends to change for a little while, but um, then it just goes back to the same thing of mm. mind games and manipulation and threats and cussing. Sorry. And um, he shames me and, and he has total control over everything, including my all of our finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just really tried to hard to work on some things and myself and our marriage, but nothing that I'm doing is making this better. I feel like I'm enabling him um, and, and he's not wanting to seek the help that he needs. Mm. Um, so I, I don't feel like at this point it's me or my marriage. Um, and, and truly I'm at the point of just feeling yeah. mentally unsafe. Mm. Um, I do want to fall in line with 
you know, with God's Word and Good. His will. And I would like to just understand what Scripture passages say about, you know, divorce for this type of situation in marriage, because um, I can't find anything. And then yeah. I'd also like prayer, not for approval, but just for sure. direction and, and His will for moving forward. Well, first of all, um, I'm really sorry that what you intended, you know, and what you thought would be glorious, your marriage has turned out to be something so hard and so difficult. You know, it's it's not God's heart for you <clears throat> to be abused or manipulated or taken advantage of. And I think um, it was a very wise decision for you when you felt that your life was not safe for you to get to a safe place. And uh, I think you are at a very good example to other wives and even a few husbands um, that know that when you when it crosses the line of your personal physical safety and well-being that it's important for you to choose safety um, in order to work these things out so um, I want to start there and I'm just sorry that that you're facing this and you know the Bible's word on divorce is that God hates divorce that at any way possible we would not give up um, we would not give up on our spouse and it sounds like that's that is the path that you've taken so far um, you know that that you have not given up on him and that you're desiring to see him change and you are desiring to work um, to work things out uh, and to uh, I commend you for that because I know it's very hard most people would have quit by now and and I'm grateful that that you and your husband are willing to work things out and I I hope that you can I really do I hope that you, I hope that he changes um, and so uh, I, would, I would definitely uh, encourage you to end this time away that you would pray and fast. Have you fasted yet during this time? Um, I, a, a little bit. Um, I need to do that some more. It would be I've helpful been... um, mm-hmm. because that's what the Bible says when you're separated from your spouse, that, the, that there is a time um, where you get away, but there's a time to pray and fast and then come back together quickly. Now, of course, you wouldn't want to come back together if you're still unsafe, but the idea is, it says, um, do not deprive, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack, self, lack of self-control. Now, of course, that's speaking of marital intimacy, but it also can speak of being in physical proximity. It's by application um, that when you're separated, biblically, it's a time of prayer and fasting for the Holy Spirit to do a ministry in you and for you. And before you file for divorce or anything like that, please sit down again and give God a chance to work in this situation. And I believe as you're praying and fasting, he will give you the wisdom God will of what decisions need to be made for your own safety and for what his will is for your life. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. And and I'm going to pray for your husband that God would grab his heart because I'm sure if your husband was born again and or he repented of his sin, he'd be a fine, wonderful man in your life. The man that you love and the man behind the, the really wicked things that are being done because I was that man with my wife, but I was also physically abusive to her and I was very mean and I was a horrible man and a horrible dad and a horrible husband. And today by the grace of God, 
I'm not that man. And fortunately, everyone here in Colorado has never met that man. As a matter of fact, I was just sharing recently, if it wasn't for God intervening in my life and, and me being born again, I wouldn't be married. Uh, I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't have two other children uh, besides the one that we had in high school. And I'm just walking proof that God can change a person and God can change a man who looks like from every outward appearance to be unchangeable. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, I pray for Crystal. And I pray for the difficulty that she's in and the, the dilemma that she's facing. But I'm thankful she's alive and safe. I'm thankful, God, she desires to pray and fast and draw near to you during this difficult time. And we pray for her husband that he might have a testimony of a changed life. And that he might learn to receive from you. If, if he's not saved, that he might be saved. And if he is saved, that he would learn to draw from you the love and grace and mercy that is available through faith in Jesus Christ, that he might learn to love his wife as Christ loved the church, gave himself, that he might surrender himself to you, that he might be a vessel of love to his wife and to those around him. So we pray, wherever he is right now, maybe he's even listening to the radio, that by your, the, today is a day of the Spirit of God using the radio. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you do all the time, but today's a day where you're using it in a supernatural way. In Mona's life, in this postcard that came all the way from Austria. Uh, And now, God, we pray in Crystal's life that you would reach her husband and there would be a dynamic, radical change. You put them in front of the pastor, in front of the leader that might help them walk a path of surrender to you. And another marriage might be saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Keep us up to date, Crystal, would you please? Okay, I will. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right, 303-690-3000. We've got a couple open lines. Uh, If you'd like to to, uh, take them, uh, call me, 303-690-3000. And I would love to have you. Lines are wide open. Um, Here's a text. Um, uh, It says, uh, Freddie saying, Love you, Pastor Ed. Praying Praying for you. Had a good time Sunday meeting you at Whitefields Church. And I've grown so much through the ministry. Well, thanks, Freddie. Nice to meet you, bro. It was a great time. Just, uh, it's, I love our church here. I love this church. I love everything about this church here in Aurora. And yet I'm also so grateful when I visit another church and it's alive and vibrant and just moving in the realm and the gifts of the Spirit. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Here's another, uh, here is another text that says our church supports faith promise missions as well as local missionaries i'm not familiar with that but praise god you're in a church that is following the model of the early church to be faithful in jerusalem judea samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth paula is asking for prayer uh, she's trying to relocate to a different state but it's been so hard to get her job transferred so can we, she's asking for prayer So God, we pray for Paula as uh, she desires to move to another state and is waiting for the open door of her job being transferred. I know that you open radical doors like that because that's how I moved to Colorado. You gave me a job transfer. So if it's your will, God, give Paula this job transfer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Let is... um, 
let's go back to the phone lines here and get things in order. Isaiah in Broomfield. Isaiah, welcome to the program. Hey, Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, I just turned on the radio and was listening to Crystal and her situation. And, um, man, we've been, I and my wife have been through the same thing. Um, it's been very, very difficult. I called Grace FM for prayer. I went to, I even went to Calvary Aurora. I was up in uh, Fort Collins staying with my brother and, I just kept hearing on the radio that you guys offer marital counseling and stuff like that. Yes. And I just I went all the way there from I drove like eighty six miles from Fort Collins for uh, some counsel. And um so <clears throat> I got prayer Amen. from uh from a prayer pastor there. Yeah. Um I got some leadership. I, I went to Calvary uh, Fort Collins for a while. Good. We started praying. I heard a guy on the radio, I think it's the pastor in Greeley, he he was praying for another marriage. He said that he doesn't think it's God's will at all that that uh, believers should be divorced. Right. And God really like convicted my heart on that, and just started praying that God would work a miracle. He, I heard him pray. I would that God would work a miracle in our hearts and and bring our marriage back together. And um, he was praying that for somebody else. So I started praying the same thing. Yes. <clears throat> and. I tell you what, man. Like, um, my wife and I got into some arguments. We got into a bunch of stuff that led to the courts getting involved. They put protection orders between us. When I started praying and I just completely submitted to God in all of it, God turned it all the way around. He lifted the. So we went to court. I had protection orders in Fort Collins and in Broomfield. I went to court in both, and they they dismissed them without any questions. And it was after I just submitted to God and said, God, I'm not going to talk to my wife. I'm not going to try to reach out to her. We both wanted to try to work on it, but we're like, she was so much more doubting than I thought she was. Mm. And it really meant God kept telling me to give her some time, give her some time. Yeah. So um, I just started taking times of prayer and fasting. And ironically, I was up in this attic room in my, in my brother's house. So I just called it the, the upper room. Start praying and seeking God's face, and um, and just praying with authority, like Jesus tells us to, like just claiming who, what God says I am, and who, who what I, He says I have in the Word. And, oh man, like He turned everything around. I've wow. been living in our home and back with my family, and my wife sent me a prayer that she prayed out of her prayer journal. I think back in May, yeah, and it w- and it was asking God to do a miracle in her heart, oh wow, and bring her supernatural healing, and reconcile her heart to me. <laughs> and He did it, man. He He was He's been so good because I mean, the religious authorities in our life were telling us there's no way it should just be over. And psychology says it should be over. All the ideas of man and religion, God has just blew that away mm. and just changed everything. He changed our hearts. He made us willing. He made us willing to work it out. And we're like, we're different people. It's like we've been born all over again. That's so and great. <laughs> it's been, it's wonderful. <laughs> I praise God. Like we're not perfect, but we're we're doing marital counseling. We're seeing the guy with, um, with 
Thornton's uh, Calvary Chapel. Okay. And we've been going through some book work. It's been, man, God has been so good. He has healed our heart. He's turned, uh, man, it's been so good. <laughs> and so That's I just wanted news. to, man, I heard Crystal, and I'm just like, man, who am I if I don't share my testimony? Man, I'm not about to hide this. That's right. <laughs> well, I hope she's still so, listening because I... I think that that testimony, I know we, we often hear the bad uh, endings and uh, the difficult endings, and there are many, but there are also so many more good endings where God intervened and changed a life. So thanks for calling, my brother. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for prayer, too. You're welcome. Let's pray right now. Amen. Father, yeah, I pray good. for my brother as you are continuing to use him on the road of recovery and strength, God. I pray for Isaiah and his wife uh, that... Just, just as you are developing him and, and changing him, that he would rely upon you, Lord, that he wouldn't lean on his own understanding, that, that he wouldn't think that his marriage is all on his shoulders, but that by the yeah. power and presence of your Holy Spirit, he lives. you live in him, you empower him, you give him wisdom and understanding, you activate the very agape love of heaven through him to his wife and and Lord, you're the, your word says that a threefold cord is not easily broken. And so you're in the midst of this marriage. So I pray you'd keep Isaiah strong and surrendered. I pray, God, that you would keep him in a place of receptivity, that he would draw not on his own resources, but on the resources that are available to him every moment of every day through Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank All right, bro. Much. I hope Crystal's still listening because I know just that simple word of testimony would be an encouragement. Yeah, yeah, it's never too far gone. That's for sure. Amen. It's, I wish I had more time to give my testimony, but I, yeah. <laughs> well, God bless I you, man. The devil chased me, man. He chased me in fear, and I ran, and then I just after I submitted, God changed everything. So. That's it, isn't it? Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you need to deny yourself and take up the cross and follow me. And that, that's it. You use the word submission, uh, surrender, denying ourselves, dying to ourselves. I mean, on and on. That, that's the key right there. Amen. All right, yeah. man. God bless you, bro. Thank you. You All too. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, okay, so I got a text because of the gal, Mona, and we're just use her name. Um, but Mona is a name for some, she's used it as a, pseudonym. So I want to read it because I'm looking at my text before we go off the air. Uh, Please forgive me for being disconnected. Um, I'm the caller under the name Mona. I just wanted to verify what Bianca said was for me. I've been hiding for over three years a relationship I should not be in. I've been hurting my God and those around me. Please pray for me. It's not impacting me in a way I can't even control. Been filled with jealousy and pride and anger, so please pray for me. Uh, And so we pray for this sister um, we pray, God, that she would repent and break off this relationship and throw herself upon your mercy. We pray that Psalm 51 would come alive in her life, that even she would read Psalm 51 and respond to the prompting of your spirit. And God, if she is not saved, that she would respond by breaking off this relationship and repenting of her sin and surrendering her life to you. But I'm grateful, God, that she would call and she would hear and that you would we'd hear a testimony soon enough of your faithfulness and rescuing her from herself and from her sin. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Here's another text here. It says, Ed, I called a few weeks ago and you recommended two books, Married and How to Stay That Way and The Smart Step Family. Both are so good, but my husband won't read them. So please pray his heart will soften to put our marriage ahead of his kids who are rebelling more and more. And I remember that call. So God, I do pray for this man as the difficulty in this marriage with the step family and the different ways of parenting. I pray, God, that you would um, descend on this marriage in a powerful way and that he would be open and flexible to love his wife, to put her first in the relationship that he has developed and that he would be open to parenting these children, and I know they're older, but parenting these kids together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, we're coming up to the end of the show today. I'm sorry I can't get to the rest of the calls, but thank you guys for being here, or at least listening in. Um, It is good to be back. I'm grateful, privileged to um, be a part of Calvary Live and privileged to host Grace FM here at Calvary Aurora. Please pray for us. A lot of warfare comes with Grace FM. A lot of warfare comes just serving the Lord, as you well know. Uh, A lot of crazy, out-of-the-blue, unexplainable spiritual battles. Um, And we just want to be faithful. We want to finish our race. Uh, Even in our devos this morning, we were reminded to finish our race. I don't have time to elaborate on that. We'll see you tonight. We're in 2 Kings here at Calvary Aurora, 7 o'clock. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.